Hyderabad straddles seamlessly across two worlds, the old and the new. Popularly known as the city of the Nizams, Hyderabad is in fact a creation of the Qutub Shahi monarchs of Golconda who transformed a rocky Deccani outcrop into one of the richest kingdoms in the world. Hyderabad-based historian Sajjad Shahid takes us through the story of the Qutub Shahi rulers of Golconda and their role in making of Hyderabad. Golconda was a minor fortification of uh, the Kakatiyas. Not a very significant uh, fortification at that, a mud fortification. And then uh, during the Bahamani period, uh, under a treaty it was handed over to the Bahmani sultans and uh, that is when it was strengthened and it took on a shape which is uh, close to what it is today. Of course, there were a lot of layers added time and again during the Qutub Shahi rule, but it became a prominent place uh, after it went into the hands of uh, the Bahmanis. For them, the, the whole Telangana area uh, was a province and uh, they thought that uh, the location of Golconda was strategically so important that it would command uh, 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 an influence over the entire Telangana. So that is why they chose to um, locate their headquarters of Telangana, Suba, at uh, Golconda. And of course, uh, it was the founder of the Qutub Shahi dynasty, who was then a general uh, who was made a uh, the governor of this province and from there the history of Golconda starts. Some people say that because of uh, Golconda being the last major uh, promontory uh, which, which affords uh, a grand uh, view of the plains that lie uh, ahead of it towards the, the Andhra coast, uh, it was chosen as a very uh, as, a, as a base because of its strategic location and importance. The Qutub Shahs originally uh, uh, were refugees, you know. The medieval times were times of turmoil all over the world. So they had been thrown out of their uh, original uh, uh, strongholds. So one branch of this family, which was called the Black Sheep, migrated from uh, uh, the Turkish uh, areas, uh, uh, then under Turkish influence, and uh, they migrated towards India and by some uh, quirk of fate or, or maybe they had prior information of, of the fertile uh, lands that they were here, they landed up in, uh, uh, in this part of the world and uh, eventually tried out their luck with the Mahimani Empire, which was then at the peak of the, its glory. The decline had just started, so the, uh, the fame uh, of, of the Bahmani Empire was still intact. The greatest general uh, and uh, uh, Diwan or Prime Minister of uh, the Bahmanis, Mahmud Gawa, had, had uh, ensured that the Bahmani uh, Empire reached a pinnacle by uh, not only retaining the territories, gaining territories, to the extent of throwing out the Portuguese from, uh, from Goa. So that was uh, the, the power of the Bahmanis. And it was just as the decline was setting in that uh, these uh, generals, the five generals who later became independent rulers, 
they started serving they or this in some cases their ancestors started serving in in the bahmani state so uh, when the power of the bahmanis the center uh, weakened it was but natural that the governors one by one declared their independence in their own provinces to varying degrees of course the first qutub shah never fully declared his independence he always maintained that he was uh, uh, under the sovereignty of of the bahmani sultan but uh, by 1516 1518 there was no bahmani dynasty left as such so naturally they came into power after coming into power around 1518 ce the qutub shahi monarchs helped transform their kingdom into one of the richest in the world thanks to their patronage of trade and commerce as the merchants from across the world thronged here golconda's fame spread far and wide over time the word golconda would become a globally recognized name synonymous with unimaginable prosperity and riches telangana was was a very uh, uh, productive area in those times not in just in terms of agriculture or uh, there were a lot of other uh, resources as well one of the most famous resources of golconda region you know the territory under which uh, uh, various you know the, the territory of golconda uh, as as a, a governorate or a or a region uh, you had these uh, diamond mines a world over golconda was famous more famous than india people could not recognize india as easily as they would recognize golconda because of the diamonds and uh, the result was that uh, golconda had uh, gone beyond merely the uh, place name or the name of a uh, for a region it had uh, become synonymous with uh, plenty with uh, riches which wonders uh, so that had become a, a universal universally known and acknowledged uh, name by by the time of uh, the qutub shahs uh, came came into power and of course when they were in power mostly uh, to the extent that uh, it 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 was not just the educated lot among the westerners you know europeans and even americans but even the common people uh, found this very very fascinating name golconda you find it in english poetry you find it in you know even in if you look at america there are at least two towns and uh, um, one peak at least which is named after uh, named golconda by prospectors you know so it it was seen as something synonymous with hope with plenty with riches so the diamonds of golconda of course brought golconda to the scene first but then of course there were a lot of other things also associated with the plenty with the bounties un- unlimited bounties that there were of course myths expanded it beyond uh, reality and made it all the more alluring if you look at the entire period you know the qutub shahi dynasty and the moguls the period of their rule is roughly parallel um, Babur comes into power in uh, 1526 and about a decade or so earlier even the last of the Deccani sultans had become independent fully of course they had been in power uh, 
de facto power for long, uh, lot more than that. But then Babar and the end of, of the Qutub Shahi dynasty uh, is with uh, Aurangzeb, the last uh, great Mughal. The Mughals lingered on, but then they were not the Mughals as, as the world knew them. So, uh, you have these, you know, the Deccan Sultanates and Mughal India and the Mughal Empire. Mughal Empire, because of the massive production in the field of arts, architecture, painting, music, uh, it had a wider, wider uh, impact uh, internationally. Despite all that, Golconda finds mention and Golconda becomes prominent and uh, becomes uh, associated with uh, bounties and plenty. That is something which is very interesting because Golconda and the Deccan, the Deccan Sultans, especially Bijapur and Golconda, achieved whatever they did, which is in, in no way any less than what the Mughals achieved, despite paying, paying a heavy tri tribute to the Mughals. The extravagance of the Mughals uh, is largely funded by, by the people of the Deccan, if, if I can say that. So, uh, that is the prosperity and that is the greatness of, of the Deccan Sultans. Today, from the few ruins that have survived the test of time, we get a very little idea of how Golconda was in its heyday. It is hard to imagine that it was one of the most spectacular cities of the medieval world that awed the visiting travellers, merchants and even its enemies. Let me... Uh, uh, recount just one incident which you find in the books of history, in Mughal uh, records. There was a truce between the Mughals and Golconda and uh, Aurangzeb's son was named ambassador to be here, present here and see that nothing mischievous is done by the Golconda people. It, Golconda was still independent. He was sort of an ambassador here, a sort of representative of, of the Mughals at the Qutub Shahi court and he sent an application to Aurangzeb that uh, he wanted to construct a place for himself to live in. Aurangzeb wrote back saying that there are hundreds of uh, palaces in, in, in Golconda. You have occupied most of it. I don't remember now whether this is before the fall or after the fall. I think it is somewhere close to that. He said, why do you need to construct a place for yourself? There are so many uh, palaces and so many buildings uh, in Gol Golconda and Hyderabad. So the Mughal prince replies, and you keep in mind that this is the son of Aurangzeb, the great Mughal, last great Mughal, and the more importantly, the grandson of Shah Jahan, the, the great builder of India. He says that the allowance that I am given is not sufficient to even light lamps in these palaces, let alone live comfortably in them. And he goes on to elaborately explain the, the grandeur of Qutub Shahi buildings and their architecture. This coming from the grandson of Shah Jahan, who had seen uh, the, the, the courtly life of, of, of the Mughals, that itself is testimony to what Golconda 
and the Qutb Shahi Hyderabad boss. It was the fifth ruler of the Qutb Shahi dynasty, Sultan Muhammad Kuli Qutb Shah, who established the city of Hyderabad in 1591 CE. The most popular and often repeated legend traces Hyderabad's founding to Muhammad Kuli's love for a lady named Bhagmati, after whom the city was said to have been first named Bhagnagar and then Hyderabad. But while the story of Hyderabad's origin and its name is quite romantic, the actual reason for the city's creation was quite practical. Well, the legend uh, which has a lot of very uh, opposing uh, views of scholars. Uh, there is little in history that proves that legend to be true. Is that Muhammad Khuli fell in love while out hunting, he fell in love with this commoner, a girl uh, who had gone out to fetch water or something and he saw her. Her name was Bhagmati, fell in love with uh, uh, her and uh, eventually tried to meet her daily. The river was in fury. It was the time of the uh, monsoon, so there were floods there. And uh, not being able to keep himself away from his beloved, he plunged his horse into the river. Uh, it is said that the king, uh, realizing that the seriousness of this, he said, I cannot stop him, he'll do such silly tricks. So he decided to construct the old, uh, the bridge, which is now called the Puranapur. And then that, that is how he met Bhagbati in a place which was uh, then the a village called Chichlam, near the Charminar, and that is where he decided he would found a city. There is no substantiating evidence for that. There is a lot of uh, debate, and people uh, tend to get a bit too emotional about that. I take it as a as a legend and nothing more. And I also believe there is a residual element of truth in every legend that I've come across. Uh, I do not uh, summarily. Uh, reject any legend, however uh, outlandish or unbelievable it might be. First, we'll look at why Hyderabad was created. The city's founding, as I said, has the dynasty, the Sultanate had reached the peak of his glory. There were a lot of affluence here, that lot, lot of uh, uh, wealth accumulated in the, in the city. It was. Uh, known center for diamond trade, prosperous uh, region. It had reached its pinnacle during the reign of Ibrahim. Muhammad Kuli was a person interested in the arts. So there was a huge movement towards encouraging uh, craftsmen, artisans, artists. Prosperity attracts the masses. And there was a mass exodus into Hyderabad, into Golconda. Hyderabad was not as yet there which has resulted in uh, the fortified town of Golconda being overpopulated, bursting at its seams. Hygiene was low, plague, pestilence was the order of the day. To the extent that even before Hyderabad was founded, we have people moving out of uh, the Golconda fort. Like in present times, people moved out of the out of the city into the suburbs, rich and powerful of Hyderabad had started moving out. The nobility had started constructing gar garden palaces, 
we have uh, records of a garden um, belonging to Mullah Khayali from the times of Ibrahim, already there on the banks of the Mosi. We have a lot of other instances and records of people moving out. Why were they moving out? Because the living conditions had deteriorated in Golconda Fort. So there was a need to have a new city or an expansion of Golconda. Now, the resources that were there could not sustain a larger population by increasing the size of the city at Golconda. And it was, I think, uh, logical that it should be a little away from this uh, overpopulated section. So, the most uh, logical route would be across the river on the southern bank of the Musi, on the historic road that went to Machlipatna. It passed through this area. And uh, of course, a lot of things would have been explored, like the sources of water and all those things. And that is how they came to a conclusion that the spot where the city, the five mile uh, triangular shape with the five mile uh, base along the river was chosen. And that is where the city was laid out by Muhammad Kuli. Hudab uh, Shahid were basically Shi uh, believers in uh, Shiism. Uh, although, although not all of them, later on, and even the earlier ones were a lot more tolerant than what we are today. Uh, so, and even apart from uh, Shias, even Sunnis revere uh, Ali, the fourth caliph, the uh, Prophet's cousin and his son-in-law. But the fact remains that Ali, who is also known as Haider, uh, is, is a very highly regarded figure in Islamic history. And this was named, that, that is the explanation given, that it was, uh, the city was named as the city of Haider. Because uh, almost every uh, ghazal of uh, Huli concludes with, with an invocation to Ali. So, uh, there is quite a lot of devotion there that you see there. So, logically it must have been Ali. Uh, that he, that was in mind when he named the city Hyderabad. It was a planned city laid on the banks of the Mosi on the southern bank with a five-mile base along the Mosi a lot and it was not a fortified uh, city. The, the, the defenses for the city were minimal. It was more of a garden city, Bagat. That is why uh, in most of the insta ins uh, instances in history, it is also referred to as Bhagnagar, a city of gardens. And from there, it has been distorted to Bhagnagar and Bhagyanagar. That is one theory. But Bhagnagar is there. The mention of Bhagnagar is there in a lot of sources. And it is mentioned that this was a city of gardens, huge gardens, Bhagya Muhammad Shahi, Bhag, you know, numerous gardens laid out. Um, garden palaces laid out. The first building that was constructed was the city center, the Chobara, old Chobara, 
you have Chawaras in Bidar, you have Chawara in Udgir, you have Chawara in a lot of the city center or village center, square, town center. A structure marks the center of town. Uh, Charminar, no one knows why it was constructed. Again, there is a lot of controversy and debate regarding that. Some say it is to celebrate the love uh, of Puli for the Bhagmati. Some say it is uh, uh, thanksgiving for deliverance from plague. One, some say it is in the shape of a tazia. Um, basically, I think it's a glorified chaubara and nothing else. Of course, a lot of things are added. There's a mother on top, there's a mosque on top. All those things are there, but basically, it is a city center. And streets were laid out at right angles, emanating from the center of, uh, if you take the Charminar as the center. And to this north of, of the Charminar, you had the Char command, the four arches, which enclosed what is called a jiluhana, a staging court with the fountain in the middle. And to the right of this staging court, you had the royal palace's residences. The offices were now, where, where is now uh, the, 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 the Lard Bazaar, you had seven-storied, uh, they say there was a seven-storied building called the Dad Mahal, which had one office, one, one department of government on each floor. So there were seven floors, seven departments what all and what not. And there are such, such beautiful names that these palaces had. Uh, Nadi Mahal, uh, Dad Mahal, Khuda Dad Mahal. Um, and, and you know, there were a lot of gardens also. And also the present day uh, High Court and the Maternity Hospital, which is adjacent to it. These are all gardens of the Qutub Shahis. Amin Bagh Garden, that is what it is there. So, it was a beautifully laid out garden city without much defences. That is why the nobility and the rulers had to escape and shut themselves up in the fortified Golconda fort with its protection that it offered whenever there was an attack from the Mughals. It has been almost 330 years since the fall of the Qutub Shahi dynasty. But quite remarkably, even today, much of modern Hyderabad's identity is still linked to its Qutub Shahi past, especially through its most iconic monument, the Char Minar.